Hey guys, welcome to Before and After, a podcast about people's health and weight loss journeys. Today you're hearing from Greg Dobson. He was able to lose 150 pounds in college. Let's head to the show and hear what he has to say. Hi Greg, welcome to the show. Hey, what's going on Christina? How's it going? Uh, not much, you know, just hanging out. Um, thanks with, me. Like, with you. Yeah. Um, and your fiance isn't with us, which is no. weird. We never hang out, and we we're not even hanging out now. We're doing a Skype call right now. It's I'm pretending it's a video call, but really I'm just staring at a blank screen. That's so. what I'm doing too, making sure this thing is recording. <laughs> um, so all the listeners out there, uh, Greg is uh, marrying one of my best friends. And I'm the maid of honor in his wedding. So yes, yes. So very exciting. Um, happy to, and even better trivia about Christina and me. Christina, former workplace, same <laughs> workplace as my dad in opposite states. And every time I talk to my dad, he asks me about Christina like they're long lost coworkers, and it's the best. <laughs> and now he can't do that anymore because I just left the company. So. <laughs> But it's okay. He still wonders, you know, oh, is she happy as long as she's happy, even Aww, though she left me. That's nice of him. I appreciate <laughs> that. <laughs> great. Yes. So when you were in college, you were a little bigger. Or were you younger than that and you were a little bigger? So before and after podcast, right? So people know how this is going to end, right? It's a fun story, happy story. So the before <laughs> One would from- hope. <laughs> Imagine I'm like, and he got fat. He gained another 100 pounds. <laughs> before and after and then after again. <laughs> um, yeah, so for me, I was, I mean, I was always a big kid. Being, you know, my fiance's best friend, have probably seen a baby book or two of me yep. um, growing up. And so I, w- I was always at, at, on the heavier side. Um, never crazy, crazy heavy, but definitely, like, you look at me and you're like, oh, that kid, he's on the chubby side. And so growing up, really, my earliest memory about it is probably middle school or so. And that was like dieting, right? You know, oh, you're mm-hmm. you're too heavy. It's you know, you got to try Weight Watchers or Atkins or whatever the diet of the month is. So the earliest memory I have is like in middle school of like doing Atkins and like taking bacon for lunch and you know it oh, wow. working somewhat, but not really because it's it's a fad diet. And so I was always big, and then at my heaviest. It was probably the summer before I started school. So, like, summer before freshman year of college. I was, whatever, 18 at that point. And there was no, like, light bulb moment for me. It wasn't like, oh, I, you know, saw a picture of myself. And I was like, no way. It was just something where I was in school, and I knew I was heavy. And I think that at my heaviest, I was, like, 353.6 pounds, I think, is what I have tattooed on on my brain. Um, And how tall are you? Like, the ratio was it? Okay. That's that's not a great BMI. You don't have to be a scientist to know that. Yeah. And I was beginning college and had a, a meal plan like everyone else. And like the first kind of couple months of school, it's like, ah, oh, go wild, like pizza every day. Oh, they got chicken mm-hmm. fingers on Tuesdays. And here's the ice cream machine over here. And it was great. Um, and then like, I don't know what it was. Like I said, there was really no light bulb moment for me. It was maybe self-reflection or something like that. It, I kind of said to myself, I guess, that I have access to all this food all the time. And, you know, I'm going for pizza and, you know, chicken fingers and ice cream. But if I, like, turn my head to the left of it, there's an entire, you know, salad bar right there, right next to, like, their, you know, juice station, right next to, you know, they're making, like, 
turkey wraps and stuff like that. Why aren't I taking advantage of this quote unquote free food, you know, um, and doing what I can with it? Exactly. That's such an interesting way of thinking about it because I'll do the same thing at work. Well, there'll be free bagels and free chips, but all the fruit, like I never eat it. Or even when I go to my parents' house, I always eat the chips. I never eat all the fruit my mom has available, which is crazy. Yeah. And I, I think that's like our natural inclination of like, oh man, this is like all this good stuff. I'm gonna go for the good stuff. But it, in reality, it, it was like a really great. And if, if any of the listeners out there are kind of in this, you know, college phase, a, a lot of these quote unquote transformations happen through college because mm-hmm. you know whether it's seeing a picture of yourself or you know being more social or in my case just seeing that like I'm kind of on my own, responsible for myself, and like the choices I'm making for myself are actually mattering. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to, you know, make hopefully good choices. And so that's, that's how it started for me was just as simple as, you know, I'm going to have a turkey sandwich for lunch and, you know, and a salad with that. And I'm going to drink. I'm a big diet soda guy. I still am. You can say what you want about it. I know it's not <laughs> probably the best choice, but it's certainly a lot better than regular soda and better yeah, than, you know, sugar drinks and stuff like that. That was the start for me. It was a very, I guess eased into it from a from a start for me Mm -hmm. and then you know i paired that with exercise and a a year and a half two years later i was you know down 150 pounds so it it was it wasn't like anything crazy i was doing it wasn't a specific plan i was following other than you know eating right and exercising kind of pairing those two you know Mm -hmm. as building blocks and kind of just kept at it through persistence and repetition and developing that kind of schedule with yourself where this is what I do, you know, on every day after work or after class, I go for a run or, you know, for lunch I have salad and for dinner I'll have chicken or whatever and just, and and make those choices every single day Mm -hmm. and and it all compounds on itself. So it's good. I feel like that's got to be really hard for all like the college students just because I feel like there's so much pressure to go out to eat with your friends or go to a bar or go out to party and drink a lot of alcohol, which obviously isn't good for you. Um, Did you feel like you had any of those pressures while you're in college? Definitely. I mean, obviously. And I'm trying to, you know, trying to put myself back in that headspace of of how I dealt with stuff like that. For me, I don't know if it's like a personality type or just kind of how I operate. But for me, as I developed that pattern, and for me, it was like on the extreme sense of, I'm the type of person, and I'm going to say this, and I, I kind of hate saying this because I'm sure there's going to be some listeners out there that will be like, I'm not that type of person, so this won't work for me. But but trust me, it, it can. I'm the type of person where I could eat you know, the same thing for breakfast, lunch, and dinner every single day, like if it's something I enjoy, right? As long as I can find that thing that I enjoy, that's good. And so for me, like, and I remember this clearly, like living in an apartment sophomore year of school, it was a turkey sandwich with like whole wheat bread, like some slices of lunch meat turkey on there, like half a slice of cheese because a full slice of cheese was too many calories. So half a slice of cheese, pickles or jalapenos or something and lettuce. And then like a serving size of pretzels, just salted pretzels. And then always four rolls of Smarties. And <laughs> Smarties were my go-to kind of, cheat code i because i'm a big i eat terribly still to this day but i you know it's all about kind of moderation and for me smarties Mm -hmm. 
one roll of Smarties is 25 calories. So if you have four of those, that's 100 calories. And you see all these like, you know, it's a 100 calories pack of whatever Oreo Thins or, you know, whatever uh, Cheez-Its. And it's always like seven Cheez-Its in there. Like, yeah. I don't want to eat 100 calories of Cheez-Its. I want 100 calories of something that's going to last a while, that's going to be like good while it lasts and like can make me feel like I'm not dieting. And for mm-hmm. me, that was Smarties. So it was like finding those foods that you are okay with and can you know, just tolerate, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was how I got and I developed that repetition of, you know, this is lunch for me. And then dinner was, you know, I used like lean cuisines and smart ones and shit like that from the grocery store. Um, mm-hmm. So I was eating like that. And then the temptations, it wasn't like a conscious effort, I would say, where I'm like, oh, I can't drink beer tonight. But if I knew if I did drink beer, I'd have to just, you know, consciously be aware of that, of, you know, oh, I went out and had, you know, I heard many beers and had so many calories and then I'll go for a run the next day. Maybe I'll go for a little bit longer than I normally would or mm-hmm. uh, just, you know, maybe do a salad and maybe skip the four rolls of Smarties. Who knows? Yeah. But it was something along those lines. It wasn't avoiding it. It was just absorbing it and, and you know, making it work. Yeah, because I feel like a lot of times when people go on diets or try to change their lifestyle, it's fine until like they're eating salad every day and they're going to the gym. It's that one day where they eat a pizza or they eat a burger and it all collapses because they don't know how to recover from it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think like your idea of just being mindful of it is so much better than just like giving it all up, I guess. Right. So. Yeah. And. You can't beat yourself up because I, I think, you know, this whole weight loss thing is almost as much mental as it is a physical thing. It's about oh, for sure. Yeah. Getting your, it's, you know, getting yourself in the right mindset, um, you know, not getting down on yourself for screwing up because, you know, who are you dieting for? And hopefully it's yourself. If it's not yourself, that can be OK, but it's probably not the most healthiest you know mental thing. But as long as you're you're not getting down on yourself, you're supporting yourself, it'll all work out. And that's kind of the approach I had as I started it. And then. Um, kind of continued throughout, and then I stopped. So I'm pretty close to where I stopped um, as far as weight loss goes. So mm-hmm. I was at, whatever, 353.6, I think is what it is. I like how uh, you have the point six in there, too. That's how scales work, man. <laughs> um, and I'm right now around 200. So like I think at my lowest, I had the goal. I was like, I want to get to whatever, 185. Because if you do the math, like the BMI of 185 at whatever, 6'1", is just below overweight. And I was like, man, that, that's where I want to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my body didn't want to. I, had, I got to like 188, and I was there for months. And I'm like, nothing I could do to get me below 188. So then I kind of said, okay, you win. And, uh, <laughs> and I've been there ever since. And it's been great. I mean, yeah, I feel like BMIs are so arbitrary, like they take into no account your muscle mass. They don't take into account your bone density or like your stature at all. It's yeah. just your height and the weight that <laughs> I I'm the same and way. I'm if you're I'm a man or a woman. Way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, they're dumb. It, it was dumb, but it it's still like medically used. Like doctors will still do it. They'll do it when you go to your physical and stuff like that. So for me, it was an arbitrary goal like that that kind of helped uh-huh. put an end point. And it wasn't – I didn't start out being like, I want to get here, and by getting there, I'm losing 160 pounds or whatever because that would be ridiculous. You start mm-hmm. something saying you want to lose half your body weight, you're not going to do it. <laughs> yeah. So for me, it was like four pounds a week. I always wanted to be down four pounds every single week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 
I worked at it. I had the same scale. I'd weigh in every time on the same scale. I'd weigh in every time in the same clothes or, or whatever it was. And I'd make like almost a ritual out of it. And I think mm-hmm. for me, I did Friday morning weigh-ins because I knew then I could relax a bit on the weekends of like, oh, maybe I want to have, you know, like you said, a slice of pizza or, you know, whatever it is, drink beer. And so if I did, that wouldn't screw me for a weigh-in. So I'd be on my best behavior leading up to that Friday, weigh in, mm-hmm. and, and go from there. I do the same thing where, like, I won't weigh myself on Mondays. I'm just like, uh, no, no one needs to see that after the <laughs> weekend. I'll do it Friday morning. <laughs> it's it, You got to have those, you know, kind of sacred rituals to yourself, and, and it worked. Yeah. Um. So you were in college when this process started. When did you decide that, you know, you are happy with where you are? Um, and you were trying to actively lose a lot of weight. Yeah, it kind of just it naturally petered out physically from what your body can lose. You know, I like I said, I started out you know four pounds a week. That was my goal, and that lasted till you get to like around two fifty, two sixty, or something like that. When you're like, hey, you, now you got to actually put in like the real work to kind of get this to where it needs to be. And so by the end, I was losing you know a pound or a couple of tenths of a pound a week, and that was probably my junior year so probably like i said a year and a half to two years which is still pretty fast um and then i was more on like a maintenance um and i'm still on a maintenance i think that's a big part of losing weight is to realize that kind of what puts you in that situation to begin with and like you said be kind of conscious of that throughout your daily life because still even to this day i'm you know checking calorie counts on stuff i eat Checking portion size, I think that's a really big thing that gets overlooked is people like, oh, you know, potato chips are terrible or, you know, tortilla chips are terrible. But not if you have them in moderation, right? And so pay attention to serving sizes, give yourself what you can get away with and, you know, live your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was I trying to use smaller plates when I eat dinner now at home, just because I noticed if I get one of the bigger plates, I'll like eat so much more food and it's so unnecessary, but I'll eat everything. So they say, actually, if you get smaller plates, it'll help you with portion control and things like that too. Um, I believe it. I think it, I think that's a really good trick. Cause like I said, you're, you're playing a game with yourself almost through weight loss. And mm-hmm. the, the more you can cheat yourself, uh, whether it be with, candy that doesn't have a ton of calories but lasts a while or small plates or popcorn is another one of those foods where if you can get that smart pop you could eat like a whole bag of that for 50 calories or something crazy (laughs) and just like kind of trick yourself into feeling full and you know being satisfied when you wouldn't think you would be yeah that's true so that that was you know, as far as a like a journey goes so that's like the actual weight loss right so mm-hmm whatever 353.6 down to like 200 ish and then for me there was kind of the the lifestyle change that happened with that as well so and by that i mean you lose 150 pounds people people are going to notice and that felt so good you know Mm -hmm. like you know i said earlier like don't do it for anyone else but do it to hear what other people say like that's (laughs) that's always fun um and anyone who's lost Pretty much anyway, because it you lose you know ten pounds, you, people definitely notice. Yeah, um, it feels so good, and and I was never, I'm still not the kind of person that's gonna you know broadcast that stuff of, you know, oh I'm on a diet or I'm doing this. Uh, which if you are that kind of person, more power to you. I'm not saying keeps that's you accountable. Bad. I'll say that much. Big time <laughs> keeps you accountable and allows other people to give you support because no one's gonna be like, 
you know, freaking Becky over there eating her carrots, <laughs> you know? They're going to be supportive <laughs> of you eating carrots. Yeah. But, yeah, so I had a number of those types of moments. And, like, a, it was always good. And one of the benefits of losing weight at college is you don't see, like, your close friends or family that often. And you might mm-hmm. see them, you know, once every two months or so like that. So that was a big kind of fun thing for me to push towards is like, you know what? I know I'm going home this weekend. I haven't been home in, you know, two and a half months. I'm going to freaking blow their minds away <laughs> when I like come home and I'm going to look so different and people are going to notice. And that's exactly how it works. So you would come home, not only with your family, but then you would see your friends, you know, mm-hmm. you go out to... Um, and again, I wasn't old enough to go to a bar, but you would go to like a buddy's house or something like that. And I'd be like, man, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. And that was my, you know, addiction at that point was what will these people say? And it's like, it's vain. It's not, you know, it's narcissistic, whatever you want to call it. But But you're also human. Like, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Was there ever a comment that stood out to you that you still think of, I guess? Like a comment or yeah, both, I guess. (laughs) I remember, for me, it was like, um, it's going to sound sappier, but it was, I think my mom, I remember, I came home, I can't remember, maybe it was Easter or something like that. It was definitely in the spring, and I was like wearing a sweater that I had just bought, and my mom like lost her mind and like wanted to take a picture of me, mm-hmm. because she's like, I, she's like, I can't believe this, I need to show you what you look like and stuff like that, and so that was really cool, and then it was kind of on the inverse of that, just in general, is when you start seeing pictures of yourself, because that's, that's the biggest thing for fat people, whether you're 350 pounds or you're got 10 pounds to lose or, you know, whatever definition of fat you have is you're ashamed of yourself in pictures. You're like, I don't want to see any picture of me. I know Uh it's going to be at a bad angle. I can, you know, see this little curve sticking out there and that's disgusting. I feel bad. But when you start seeing pictures of yourself after you've started to put in the work, and, you know, from the mildest weight loss to the more severe weight losses, that's really cool, too. Um, and so that was a big kind of point that I remember is my mom freaking out, wanted to take a picture just to show me a picture of myself. Um, mm-hmm. was really cool. And then, I mean, not too much on the negative end. I mean, like I said, I was big growing up. I played offensive lineman in high school. And when I tell people that, they're like, no way. And then I show them a picture mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, definitely. Um <laughs> And so I wouldn't say I was ever bullied growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, people would make jokes and stuff like that. And then you kind of you know roll with the punches as a, a big kid of like, yeah, yeah, I'm fat. Ha, ha. Uh, but it, there's nothing I would say negative that really stands out or like fueled the fire. I think it's like a touchy subject because just because like I wasn't always like a super skinny kid. I don't think my parents were ever like, oh, you're fat. But how did your parents handle that? Because there's a fine line of like being too strict with your kids about like, Oh, you just need to eat salad or letting them go and do whatever they want. Oh, they're a kid. They'll lose the weight eventually type of thing. What did your parents kind of do? Yeah. Um, I think it was a little bit of both for better and worse. Right. So my parents were like very supportive of me losing weight as a kid. Like, and as say as a kid, it was like probably seventh, eighth, you know, and then high school. So seventh grade, eighth grade in high school. So now as like a toddler or anything like that. Um, Mm -hmm. That was more around of saying like, I don't even know how much I weighed at that point. I was probably very heavy for a seventh grader. Um, Mm -hmm. And 
it was a health thing. You know, they wanted me to be healthy. It was, uh, you know, my parents are the same where, and I have siblings and, you know, my siblings were never the skinniest and stuff like that. So it wasn't like you have to get to whatever, 120 pounds or however much a seventh grader weighs. Um, it mm-hmm. was more, you go to the doctor and the doctor's concerned. So in turn, we're concerned. Um, I wonder if that's why you wanted to be 185, like, cause the BMI of doctors, I, I know you brought that up earlier. Maybe. I don't know if there is a connection of that at all. It could be just, you know, go to your annual physical and say, Hey, and that was, now I'm thinking of it. That was a really fun moment too, is you go to an annual physical once a year. Right. And I was a healthy mm-hmm. enough guy. I didn't really go to the doctor for anything else other than the annual physical. And can you imagine a doctor's face where you have a patient that last physical weighed 350 some odd pounds? This physical he rolls in at like 220. Like <laughs> <laughs> that was an awesome moment where like the doctor essentially did a double take on his file of being like, "Are you kidding me?" Like that's awesome. And, and yeah, so that's really fun to feel too, because then because doctors have it tough. They see people day in and day out where they you know, preach to them and say, hey, you have to change your lifestyle. This is really risky, especially for someone your age. And, you know, I don't know the percentages on people do it, but my guess is a lot of people don't or they start and they don't stick with it or, you know, it just doesn't work out. And to have a, a young kid especially kind of do something like that was probably really great for the doctors as, as equally as it was for me to, to kind of rub in their faces a bit. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Did you ever feel like you hit a roadblock at all or – was there a particularly hard time for you in your weight loss journey? Yeah, you plateau. I mean, that's a thing. I don't know if it's a scientific thing, but it's a thing that seems to happen to everyone. And it really can be demoralizing when you're stuck in that plateau and you feel like I'm dieting as hard as I've ever dieted. I'm working out as hard as I've ever worked out and I'm gaining, you know, a half a pound or whatever. Like it doesn't make sense. Um, so there were moments like that. I remember probably about a year in, I went home for like Christmas or some holiday and kind of went wild where I was, you know, eating cookies and, you know, all the good stuff people make and bring to these parties and drinking. And I felt gross at the end of it. And I remember, I probably still have the picture somewhere, but I went down, we had like a a four to ceiling mirror in our laundry room in my parents' house. And I went and stood in front of that mirror and, like, took my shirt off, took a picture to myself, like, like a mugshot almost, like, front-facing, <laughs> uh, side-facing. And I was like, all right, this is what you look like right now. You need to work on this. And so that was kind of how I got myself through. Just kind of did a, a, <laughs> a check-yourself moment um, where it was like, hey, you've been working so hard. You had your fun last two weeks. You feel bad because you had that fun. Let's put that work in. Let's get it together a bit. And so it was kind of a, a self, you know, pump up, if you will. But that was nice. that was that was one moment that kind of sticks out to me as a, a, a tougher period. I went through something similar this past holiday where I was, you know, eating a lot of stuff. I gained a lot of the weight back that um, that I lost. And it's actually been really hard for me to lose that weight and to get back into that mindset of, you know, I got to shape up. Did you feel that at all when you got back to school or after that new year? Was it hard for you to get back on that health, like bandwagon or that health, the health train, I guess? Juju. Uh, <laughs> I, Can I say that again? Sorry. No, I, 
I think it's perfect. We're keeping okay. that in. Okay. Uh, I would say that honestly, I, I don't I don't think so. I don't I don't remember. And and for me, I think having that separation of kind of of church and state, if you will, where <laughs> I was at my parents' house home for a break when that occurred, and then I was able to then come back to my dorm or apartment, wherever I was at the time, and say, okay, this is, you know, the diet zone. This is uh, going Mm -hmm. for a run every single day. This is where I do this, and just, you know, kind of picked it right back up. And I even do that today to some extent where I I think a, a big part of this is when you're talking before and after is that maintenance of, all right, I've hit my goal. I've realized what has led me off of this in the past, how am I going to maintain this? And to me, that's through exercise. I hate dieting. I hate, you know, not being able to eat what I want to eat. So in turn, I eat terribly today. Um, (laughs) Like not, not, not a lot of terrible food um, where I'll eat, you know, if I want pizza for dinner, I'll go have pizza, but maybe I'll have two slices of pizza, not a half a pizza or mm-hmm. if I want a burrito I might eat half a burrito and save the other half for later and so it's again portion control that's a big part of that but it's me checking myself by maintaining by I literally go for a run five days a week every single Monday through Friday every single day and then I, I don't run on the weekends because it's the weekends I don't want to do any of that but it's again that routine I've developed where I come home from work I go to the gym or I go outside and go for a run or whatever, and I go for two miles, three mile run, whatever it has to be, and then I come back and I feel better about myself, and I eat terribly, and I feel okay <laughs> with eating terribly, um, because I'm still in that mindset of the work's not done yet. Mm-hmm. That's a good way to think about it. The work's not done. It's never done. Right. It's not done until we die. So. <laughs> it's, c'est la vie, right? <laughs> um. So. So do you have any advice for anyone trying to lose weight, maybe people in college or someone who has a lot of weight to lose? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think my advice, I'm going to try and keep it more universal because I think, you know, if you're in college, you want to lose weight. It's a great time to lose it. You know, college is a, is a time of personal discovery, both mentally and physically, you know, yourself and others, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. But it's a great kind of period to kind of cocoon yourself and, and transform. I think in the real world that I now live in and, and you live in and the majority of the world does, um, I think the best advice I can give is to start, is to do it. If you've been sitting around and thinking about it, like don't paralyze yourself or paralysis by analysis or whatever the saying is. Like don't try and find the perfect diet that fits, you know, what you do. It's get out there, get on a treadmill, uh, you know, start looking at the back of food to say, oh, you know, 25 crackers is what the serving size instead of the half a package I've been eating and start small like that and then have it grow into something that you can deal with. Um, Mm -hmm. Because I think the biggest mistake that, you know, people who aspire to lose weight and try to tackle it is they try to do it all at once. And that's never a good approach to really anything in life. Um, You're going to overwhelm yourself, you're going to overwhelm your body, and you're going to burn yourself out. So my advice is to get started, find out what's manageable for you and your schedule, and see what the results are from that. For me, it was four pounds a week were my goal. For you, it might be 0.4 pounds a week. And be happy with that because 0.4 pounds a week, you do that 
50 weeks out of the year, that's a lot of weight you just lost. So I would say that. And then the other thing is there's a saying that at least is popular in my family. I don't know if it's everyone's family, but it says, how do you eat an elephant? And it's, you know, one bite at a time. So kind of taking that adage of one week at a time, uh, one portion of this transformation at a time, whether it, for me, it was solely on weight loss. For others, it's a combination of weight loss and, you know, muscle building or, you know, whatever it is. So it's focusing on the little aspects of that that then build into a greater whole. Mm-hmm. That's what I think of when I'm on the treadmill. I'm like, oh, 20 minutes, which is 10 minutes, which is then five. Yeah. So I just got to get through one minute right now. <laughs> I, I literally did that today. I was on the treadmill. So I, my daily run is usually like a two mile run. It takes me like whatever, however many minutes. And I ran like one minute today and I was already being like, I don't want to be doing this. And <laughs> only one minute had gone. I was like, you know what? I'm one fifteenth of the way done. And yeah. then two, I'm like, I'm two fifteenths. This is basically like, you know, one seventh and a half. <laughs> I just, and then uh, before you knew it, uh, I was done. Yeah. And sometimes that'll help me. But other times, like if I'm in a workout class and they're like, we're planking, and they're like, we only have 30 seconds left. I'm like, oh my God. And then I just fall. Yeah. <laughs> so bad. Like, why are you telling me that? I don't want to know. Just tell me when I'm done. That's it. So too. that's an up and down thing. Too. I've been. Right now, I'm in the mode where if I'm on a treadmill, I want to be, I want to know every stat they can give me. But I've also been in modes where it's like I'm taking a towel, and the first thing that towel, or first place that towel's going is right in front of all those instruments on the treadmill, and I'm just going to go. So it's it's really whatever you're in the mood for. And like I said, don't be afraid to experiment a little bit, find out what fits you, and just do it. There are a trillion and one diet plans out there for a reason because there's a trillion and one different people that those work for. And so you just got to find out what works for you. And one size doesn't fit all when it comes to this kind of stuff. Yeah, that's why I want to do this podcast before and after. I know you thought it was going to be boring, but I had a great time right now. Yeah. Just talking to you about I didn't it. think it was be bo- going to be boring. I, I love talking about this stuff. And it, it's... Priyanka was like, oh, well, like he said, oh, I'm just going to talk about turkey sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> I did, I did, you know, drop the, the specialty uh, food. No, I, I think my story is probably more boring than people want it to be. You know, when they hear, you know, 150 pounds or whatever, and they're like, oh, what'd you do? You know, what crazy thing? And I'm like, diet and exercise, man. Like, you know, doing a lot of it, you know, a lot of boring diet, a lot of boring exercise for a lot of boring days in a row. It, it can, you know, turn into something good. Yeah. And well, now I'm getting thanks. married. <laughs> Yeah, are you doing like a wedding diet? I, I feel um, like guys don't really do that as much. Well, see, I'm I'm trying to to lean in a little bit more. I'm trying to be an ally here with Priyanka. So, who knows what I'll end up doing to help her out? Um, but I know she is very concerned, and I'm trying to be a good partner in that. Nice, that's awesome. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks so much for joining me on the show today. I really appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And um, anytime, um, I mean, if people want to reach out to me, they can on Facebook or Twitter at Greg Dobbs on Twitter. Facebook is facebook.com slash Greg D, maybe. I don't know. Find me. I'll, I'll add it in the show notes. Perfect. How about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. Have a good one. All right. You too. Bye-bye. And that's Greg's story. If you like the podcast, remember to rate it on iTunes and subscribe. And if you have your own story to tell, email me at beforeandafterthepodcast at gmail.com or message me on Instagram at beforeandafterpodcast. Thanks for listening. See you next time.